Let's see what else we got here. If Tate decides to not stick around, do we take two portal quarterbacks? Zombino, that is a hell of a question. Let me think about that for a second. I'm going to repeat that. If Tate decides, Tate Rodemaker, not to stick around, do we take two portal quarterbacks? Well, let me pose this question back to you as my answer. I'm not trying to get too philosophical here, but look at it this way. If you get a really good quarterback, whether it's DJ or whether it is somebody else, maybe it's KMA, whatever happens, you get a veteran this next year. We'll just leave it at veteran. One-year guy. And Cam and DJ both fit the one-year guy. You're going to have multiple quarterbacks that are underclassmen. You have some, you know, you got Brock and you would have Luke. If you bring in somebody else, this is your question. Do you just go developmental or are you going to go all in? Because I'll give you a guy. Malachi from University of Southern California is in the portal. He was top five quarterback by pretty much everybody. Get the kid's last name off the top of my head, but elite 11 kid, I saw him. He's a gunslinger type. He's a Caleb Williams type. He just entered the portal or is going to be, I don't know if the paperwork's done yet. Another LA kid like DJ, but he's got four years of eligibility. I don't think he played more than a couple of games. I think he's still got four. Would you risk screwing up your quarterback depth chart with the guys you recruited that are more local kids to go get him? Or what about Malik Murphy? I think he would be a red shirt sophomore next year, if I remember right. It depends on the guy. Like, if you're talking about just a good player that's played a little bit, that was a, a good backup that's going to be a fifth-year senior, like the kid you get, and he played at the MAC level or something, I'm okay with it because they can help the younger guys. I'm all for that. But if you're going to run off kids, I would probably mean no. You, at some point, you got you got to play your own quarterback. DJ Ferg, man, you don't know what you're talking about regarding what? Yeah, I'd like to know that. Go ahead and challenge me on that all, all along. What, what would I not know? This is all I do every day, brother. We need defensive tackles, edge rushers, linebackers. What's going on with Coach Hagens? Um, is he retiring? Somebody, is something happened this morning? I have not read anything. That's from Derek Leith. Have at it. Um, if there's something going on with Higgins, that's a big deal. He's been at Florida State since the 80s in some capacity, basically. That would be very big news. I mean, he could retire. I don't know. I have not heard anything. Zambino, the kid from SC. Yeah, he's he's a really good athlete. I just don't know. Do you risk losing the other guy? Like Locker room. Is important. If those kids in that locker room think you're just willing to take in anybody willy-nilly from any other region of the country, remember this is a deep south program. Malachi's from LA, one of the suburban LA schools. If you bring him in, you'd have to know for sure. And I don't I don't really know the kid. I've just said hi to him in passing. I don't know him at all, that he's going to fit in your locker room. That's tough, man. Louisville been hitting some good players. Remember, we were talking about Ja'Cory Brooks. Yep. Yep. If they get Ja'Cory Brooks, he's a kid from Booker T. Washington out of Miami that was an elite recruit, had a huge sophomore year for, for Bama, or at least really close to it, and then he just fell off the map this year as a junior. 
Louisville's portal class is legit so far. Matter of fact, I'm curious. Let me see what I can find on Louisville. Let's see what the Louisville Cardinals have. They, they've got a lot of NIL money. I don't know who their backer is or if they've got a couple of them. They straight up have a lot of opportunity via NIL. Let me see what we got. I haven't checked this in a couple of days, but Brooks is the kid that's rumored there. Let's see. They've got a defensive lineman that was at FIU. They've got a kid from, I think it's Northern Illinois, that's an interior offensive lineman. They got Brooks. Uh, Corey Thornton from UCF. He's another kid from Miami. Um, They got a safety that is going to West Virginia, so they lost him. They've got another kid that's entered the portal that I don't think really played much. And they got a tight end coming in from Ball State. They got the corner that they lost, Marquise Gross, Kilbrew. That's an interesting kid. He was very highly rated out of high school. Um, I The key there is that they need, in their offense, they need playmakers at receiver. Let's see here. K-Jack. 11 guys. That's a lot, man. Uh, Weaville's active. They're not going to play around. They've got a real head coach. Weaville is going to be a factor in the Atlantic Coast Conference for quite a while. Derek Leith, is he recruiting? Are you satisfied? Are you talking about Norvell? Because, I mean, they've been really active in recruiting. Satisfied means that the class is done. You can look at everything. Let me start with that. Derek's asking, do I like where the recruiting class stands, I guess? I would think that you really can't bitch about compared to where Florida State was even 20, 24 months ago, even 12 months ago. They've come a long way in recruiting. They're getting in and winning recruiting battles against Georgia, against Florida, against Florida, or against Miami, against Auburn, against Alabama, head-to-head for Florida, Georgia, Alabama kids. That's all you can ask because those are the programs you got to win battles against. They're doing that. Now they just need more balance. Again, O-line recruiting, I bitched about this forever, and I will not stop. On t- Florida State will not be a consistent football program until the following statement is rated 100% true. Florida State, fill in the blank. Florida State's O-line recruiting over the last five years is what to you? Just you know, think about it yourself. If you want to comment on the chat, fire away. I say it's subpar. You're not winning national titles of subpar O-line recruiting. If you put up the board for Georgia, for Bama, for Notre Dame, for Ohio State, for Michigan, they're O-line recruiting. Now Miami's too. Like Miami's O-line recruiting is legit. If you put them on that list too, Penn State, and put it up against Florida State's over the last five years, it is a complete smackdown. That's just reality. Until Florida State fixes that, they will not be consistent. They, they obviously did well in the portal, and that's great. That is not a sustainable model, in my opinion, long term. Tory Sims, I think the problem I see with our quarterback room is they're more friendly with each other than competing, just saying you have to push each other. The other replaced by portal. That's where we are now. Sorry. It could be. Um, a lot of quarterbacks get along, but sometimes, like famously, some of the quarterbacks in the NFL talked about they didn't really help the other guy in their room because they're competing against them. Steve Young and Joe Montana didn't get along because they competed against each other. Well, that's fine. It's just natural. K-Jack, I like how Norville likes to have the most or the last visit 
with these commits so he can see what it is before it's too late. The last visit is something Bobby Bowden actually used to do, and it was very effective. Very effective. Getting your face in front of a young man right before National Signing Day, like this past weekend, doesn't matter the program, is a huge, huge factor. And quite honestly, I think it's a scenario that a lot of teams try to do, but you can only have one that gets in there and makes that happen. Um, trying to think. I would say that Florida State out of the elite kids under the Bowden regime, I would go – I would go – 25% of their five stars they got in the last five days, like solidified. That's just my opinion. It's not easy, but at the same time, you've got to do something there to make it work. You can't just have an in-home. you got to have a plan. Bowden always had a plan, and they did a great job of selling the family what they could do for them spiritually, academically, and on the field. I think Bowden is one of the greatest ever to do it. I don't know Norvell's system and all that. I haven't had a chance to study him as long, but I think it's a really important thing to talk about. So nothing is a sustainable model in the day and age of college football. Stephen Bland. That it might be one of the truest statements of the day. Matter of fact, that's post of the day until otherwise proven. Stephen, that, that is a good point. There, there isn't much sustainability, is it? Facts. Yeah. I agree with your statement. Defense also needs help as well. Linebacker, bro. We talked about it at length. I kind of went off on linebacker the other day. Look, look. They got problems at linebacker because that's a spot where you get a lot of attrition. You need to rotate a lot of guys. Traditionally speaking, and it's no different right now, you need somebody in the middle of your defense with experience to call out what's going on to set guys in the right spots, to move defensive linemen to the right gap, all of that. They're not going to have that next year that's a returning player that has a lot of playing time. They're not. Florida State needs to figure it out. They need, at minimum, two guys from the portal. And they got a couple of really good players coming in. But they're still not where they need to be. They're just not. Torrey, O-line recruiting has been weak. We have to improve big time and do it now. One million percent. Florida State's O-line recruiting, based on the history of the program, has never been its strength, per se, but they've just missed so many times. And now, like, Sapp's in the portal, Daughtry's in the portal. That is not good. You want guys that you spent two years with on their third year is kind of the expectation of something to happen. For whatever reason, they're out. I don't know what it is. I didn't hear anything about them. I just saw they're in the portal. I'm like, what? You know, you don't really hear O-line backup or, you know, information. But you're not going to find out anything now. Bowden is the greatest. He, he was a really good man. Zombino. I think we have a good shot at McCray. If Bolden signs with FSU, pure speculation, no. McCray, I, like I've told somebody, when was it? Well, it was last night, talking to one of my buddies. I have no idea. Great kid. I've only interviewed him once, been around him once. Really competitive guy, but really smart. Keeps things close to the vest. He's been to Florida State and Auburn here recently. I mean, freaking Florida, where he's quote unquote committed. Did did they sign somebody put in the chat if this is true? I haven't looked this morning. Maybe I missed it over the weekend. Did Florida hire 
a defensive line coach, yay or nay? How the hell do you go into National Signing Day, get McCray, if you ain't got a D-line coach? By the way, I think Florida might get Joey Slackman, the kid from Penn, is what I heard. Brandon Olson runs Locked on Gators told me that. And I'm like, how in the – like, after that awful, awful defense for Florida, how are they getting anybody on defense? I, I don't understand that. I, again, I've said this before, too. Florida's a program that should never struggle – winning or recruiting. It's not that hard to get kids there. They have found a way to screw it up over and over again. So um, real quick here, before I go any further and take any more questions, I want to make a, a basic statement that we're going to see over the next week. This is my projection. And it's just something kind of random. Like I noted, anointed in the beginning of the show, which not normally I like to do this, but that's the nature of what's going on. Between now and about the 26th, right after Christmas, there'll be a few guys mentioned it. You're going to have somebody else transfer. You're probably going to get somebody. Forget the Cam Ward situation. We'll come back to that in a moment. You're probably going to have some randomness. Do not be surprised by anybody that either comes to Florida State or leaves. And whatever you do, don't say, well, what is he doing? NIL is probably going to be a large factor with many of these kids. A lot of them are getting bunk information, if you know what I mean. Oh, you should go in the portal. I can help you get this much NIL. Really, idiots are trying to help some of these players, not just Florida State, at a lot of different schools, basically street agents and people that have no business. They're not lawyers. They're not business professionals. They're just flat out not good people because they're looking out for their own interest and lying to young men in college football. Again, it could be FCS kid, FBS, Power 5, non-Power 5. You're going to see idiots influence kids, and we're going to hit the backstory five years later on some 30 for 30 that ESPN does or whatever about this, this era right now, like the last year or so, there's going to be a 30 for 30 on this. I guarantee it about the idiots trying to get people to jump in the portal Florida state and everybody loses when morons are brought into this. And I hope a lot of them end up being prosecuted and spend time in jail with Bubba figure out what I mean by that. Um, does anybody have any feel <coughs> For what's going on, I have not checked at all on this before I even ask this question. If somebody has a question they'd like to pose specifically, they can go ahead too. But has anybody got a feel for which players the University of Georgia already has that have A, opted out, or B, have announced for the NFL draft already? I assume there's zero chance Brock Bowers is playing. He'd be based on how things work today, the exception, not the rule. And I would applaud him if he wanted to play, by all means, represent the school that you had decided to attend. But if it's not Brock Bowers, I'd be shocked. But one or two of the offensive linemen, I would have figured, because Georgia's always got good O-linemen, maybe one of the defensive players. Does anybody know? Because I think that's a really big part of that would be, can you attack a team a little differently? So. Nobody said anything yet. Well, if Georgia's that ironclad and they're not losing guys and Florida State is, that does not bode well for Florida State. Um, I mean, for the love of God, if Brock Bowers does not play in this game, it would be the expectation. If he does, you got to be kidding me. I mean, right, right. You know what I mean? Like, let me let me check here because, like, that would be just transfers. Wow. I'm surprised. And, and, and more power to him. I mean, that's just going against the grain. That's it. That's all I'm saying. 
it's not normal to have a scenario where you have a team that quite honestly, they just expect to be in the playoff every year. They don't make it. You still have several draft eligible juniors and they play in the bowl game. When has that happened in the last three years for any team, for any conference, for any bowl, at least it's the orange bowl and it's a, it's a bigger bowl, but these guys are used to playing in the national title. They won it the last two years. That does not make any sense to me. Jerry Astinza, do you think Norvell and his staff are the best college football with finding underrated talent, developing the players to the highest levels? You know what? That's a really good question because I think it's a two-part answer. Number one, it starts with developing a plan on what you're looking for in recruiting, transfer portal, JUCO, the whole thing. Go out and get them and then develop them. They, they find the fit for what they want to do and then they develop it. So it's two parts. They've done a tremendous job. The DB they brought in from Mississippi, I forget his name, the freshman, somebody was at Jones or whatever. Kids like that, nobody else wanted. Florida State brought them in and they played. Kids that make a difference across the board. Like some people may not have been all that gung-ho about Jordan Travis. I know I wasn't. 2021, I'm like, eh, I don't know about this. Look how he turned out. They have developed at an elite level. Quarterback stands out. That's easy. Look at the defense. They have changed that defense completely in the last couple of years. Part of it's talent because defense is more important to have talent than O. You can scheme your way to points, but defensively, you need to turn loose the hunting dogs to get after it at corner and D-line in particular. That's talent. Now, there's there's technique, but that's, that's still a, more of a recruiting deal. But they've schemed themselves into a pretty good situation because that Louisville game, I'm telling you, I mentioned this about a week or so ago, they gave up like 181 yards or something like that to Louisville. That was as good a defensive performance from one team in any college football game in 2023. I am convinced. Run gap fits. Tackling. Being consistent. Gang tackling. Not allowing escape routes for the quarterback without him getting blasted shortly thereafter. He was a semi-mobile kid, but he didn't have many places to go. And they kind of finished it at the end. Even though the offense was struggling, remember that sack that Fisk had? All of those things are development mentally, the effort, position, playing together, team, all of that. Jerry, you have a great point. Florida State might have done the best job in the last three years of taking, you know, three-star, lower-star kids, kids like Jared Verse. He played at Albany. You had to prepare his mind to take that step up. And then he had a great year, and you convinced him to come back for another. That was not easy. It, it'd be hard to go against Florida State as number one there, brother. Tory Sims, what is Atkins doing to run off his lineman? Look, man, I don't know if that's NIL. Um, I don't know those kids in that capacity. We don't have an, like access as media to go, you know, talk to current players. It's a different deal with the portal. I'm guessing just like you. But I understand. Maybe the challenge is too much for them. I don't know. It could be. Tori, again, what is Atkins doing to run off these linemen? They're, they're in a tough spot because now, in my opinion, because you need numbers on O-line to run scout team to prepare your defense, it's very coordinated effort with a lot of players. Like a low number for O-linemen going into fall camp that are healthy is 12. So you need 14 or 15 because there's always somebody either red shirt and that's coming off a knee surgery or a shoulder. You, like 14 is really as low as you need to go. They're going to have to find a way to get a couple offensive linemen in the portal now. 
maybe three. It depends on your perspective. Um, they only know the staff that is how far along some of those underclassmen that we really don't know much about. They see them in practice. They see their weight room numbers. They know their GPAs. They know their attitude in the locker room, all those things. But I think it's at least two. And that's hard because like I, I was looking at the O-line portal names a couple of days ago and I'm like, eh, eh. I ran into an offensive line coach that I respect on the recruiting trail recently. And it was right before the portal had opened that I just random in conversation. I said to him, is there anybody in the portal you're looking at? And he just turned to look at me and goes, not right now. Maybe on Monday when it opens, but not right now. He's, he just kind of gave me the, ugh, this is terrible look. Since then, more guys have got in, but I was like, oof. And this is a guy, I'll leave out the names and all that, but he's like, <coughs> no. And I know they're losing a couple guys at his school. And I'm like, like high-level guys. And I was like, oh, boy. Carla Jenkins. Alabama, Bryce Young and Will Anderson played in last year's New Year Bowl. Well, I give them credit. That is that is random as hell. Um, Bama is is a really weird deal now. I give Saban a lot of credit, but did Bryce play in that game? Did Will play in that game? I don't remember. I my memory is atrocious. I will grant you that, but. It is pretty unlikely to see a lot of Georgia kids playing this game against Florida State. Yeah, Tori, that is a great point. I'll give Dion some credit. He's gotten no one going, but how good are they? I don't know much about the kids until I like their O line this year was bad. I did the Locked on Buffs podcast recently. And the guy that covers them close, he's like, man, they had probably the worst O line in Power Five. I'm like, man, that is a smackdown. So it's something to think about. O-line talent will increase after spring. That is from Kerry Kimbler. Um, it could, but what are you basing that on? Here's why I bring that up. Uh, we're looking at a scenario where Florida State, like anybody else, like anybody else, is going to be looking for O-line. Uh, one of my buddies covers Notre Dame. They're definitely looking for a tackle, and that's a school that rarely needs O-linemen. Like they put out, like Joe Alt's going to be a first round pick this year, but that's why they're they're losing two, both their tackles early. That's hard. But even if Notre Dame's looking, that just shows you what the desire is, especially for tackles. Iowa, Wisconsin, Notre Dame, Michigan, some of those Midwest schools, they usually do a pretty good job with it. Then, of course, there's Bama and Georgia. Beyond that, most schools are looking for them. And, but if you start getting those schools looking at it too, it's not good. The numbers are going to be really, really pushed back because there's so much competition. I think that Florida State needs two. If somebody they know is going to enter the portal that's not in now, that would be great. But just going on what I see, if somebody wants to add to this, who's the player or players that are in the portal right now that are well, I could be in interior O-line or a tackle, I don't care, that you consider to be upper echelon potential NFL players? Anybody. Throw it in. I, I haven't checked the last couple of days. I will grant you, but I didn't see anybody. I went, yeah, that dude, straight up, he's a first or second round pick, one year at school X, going to the league. There just aren't many. I think this could be Florida State's downfall again next year because let's be honest, I know they had injuries this year. O-line wasn't great, even with a bunch of experience. They did not reach expectations. Now you're losing guys like Bless Harris. I don't think Mo's coming back, if I remember correctly. Like, you're going to lose a few guys. 
why would I think they're going to be better next year? And they, they're losing depth too. That's hard. Um, that, that's, that's really hard. Let's talk about Cam Ward here a second and how that could also help this situation. I mentioned it towards the top of the show. Cam Ward comes to school X, let's say it's Florida State. Wouldn't you think it would be pretty transparent that an offensive tackle, again, whether that individual is in or not in the portal yet, for them to come to Florida State, that is the one thing that like people don't realize. Quarterback has that much power. Like it or not, it just does. Something to think about. Uh, I'm not saying that's a good thing. I'm just saying that's kind of how the way the ball bounces, and that's the way it rolls. It, it is what it is. I'm also very sure of the following. Kim Ward, if he comes to Florida State, he's going to make up for some things because with his athleticism, unlike DJ, he's a good athlete. He's going to make some guys miss and create fewer sacks for the other team. He, he's going to make guys miss and look bad. So – those things are really, really important. All right. Kerry Kimball, I based that statement on teams with talent, with depth, come to the conclusion that they will not start. Yeah. Look, I mean, if you have a good roster and you've got backups that are leaving, that's part of it. But how many of these guys – didn't think they were going to play next year for Florida State like Dr. Richardson. He's the kid from Central that's a redshirt freshman right now. They weren't great up front. Like, what I, – I honestly – like, what is going on? Why are so many guys leaving? I don't know. Bless Harris, by the way, again, TCU. But I don't know if there's anybody out there, anybody that I'm confident with. Let me pull up O-line because I – the last that I had checked, and I'm not trying to pick. Maybe maybe somebody entered today. Maybe I will be just completely, unequivocally shocked, and there will be at least two. I'm, I'm going to be greedy. There will be two guys that are going to jump in the portal either today or already have. It'd be even better. They're going to jump in the portal. They're offensive linemen, preferably one of them playing center and one of them being a left tackle. I know I'm being really, really picky, but at the same time, let's be honest, that's the most important thing. If that's the thing, like who, who are these guys that are so great? So I, I don't, I don't see it. Um, looking at the numbers now, there's an offensive tackle named Aaron Parks that just jumped into portal from Oklahoma. That was a pretty highly recruited kid. He just got in the portal a couple of days ago. That could be something to monitor. That could be a possibility. And that's that's a big kid, too. So that's a possibility. Uh, Georgia Tech lost a couple offensive linemen. Not really shocking. SC lost a kid that's probably not that good. But they, none of these guys are, like, super highly rated, really. Um, Caden Green jumped in the portal from Oklahoma. That Okay, so it sounds like Oklahoma's got more problems than what Florida State does. Uh, a big-name kid from – from Georgia's in the portal. They just got so many guys that doesn't shock me, but he hadn't played a kid. That's a backup for Notre Dame. Not that good. There's nobody here. That's already been a proven guy, some highly rated kids, but literally nobody proven that I'm seeing. So it's a concern. 
Thomas Smith, we will find out tomorrow when practice is open on who is in and out for the bowl. The O-line played one game together as the starters. Yeah, it's – well, this year just didn't work out for Florida State's O-line. It's it's unfortunate. They had over 200 career starts on their depth chart. It's insane, but it just didn't work. They never matched because guys ran in and out of the lineup. Thomas is 100% correct. That sucks, but it's true. All right. DJ just doesn't fit Norvell's scheme, and with that O-line, will be tough to watch. I think DJ could do pretty well, but it is an adjusted – Scheme. I, I talked about this earlier, and I'll just rehash in 10 seconds. They've done it before, according to what somebody else said with Memphis, and that's fine. But DJ also has to become more accurate. Does he take the coaching? That's the question. If DJ takes the coaching, Florida State's offense could be pretty good. Maybe not what it was with Jordan Travis, but still pretty good. KJack the Great. They say Atkinson. Keep it 100 with those kids instead of trying to be buddy-buddy. Well, that's typical O-line coaches. They're pretty gruff. Pretty hard on guys as a general rule. You know what? Sometimes you got to be that way. Sometimes you got to really get on kids. Sometimes you don't. I, I had an O line coach tell me a long time ago the really good ones, they want it tough. They want it that way. They want to excel long term and they accept that hard coaching. And I think that's interesting because the guys that don't generally are the ones that don't play in this thing they call the National Football League. All right. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to open it up for anybody here and then, and then kind of close up the, this uh, this particular podcast, and I'll, I'll split it up into two shows if you want to watch it in, in smaller segments later, around 30 minutes apiece. Here's the deal. Florida State, to summarize this whole show, I think Jeremiah Smith is connected to Cam Ward in some way, shape, or form. He could go to the school that Cam Ward signs with. Ohio State not having a quarterback, as of right now, to me, is goofy. Maybe they have something behind the scenes that I don't know about. Again, I have no idea, but if I'm him, I'd be concerned about it because they had their starting quarterback jump in the portal. And by the way, Kyle McCourt's going to Syracuse of all places. And now they're in a scenario where they don't know who their QB is going to be. Florida State certainly doesn't, and Miami doesn't. That puts a lot of pressure on Jeremiah. We will all find out on Wednesday. But if Cam Ward makes a decision, even if it's just privately and Jeremiah knows about it, I personally believe it influences him. Maybe I'm wrong. Also, there are a lot of things going on with K.J. Bolden. I think he's going to stick with Florida State based on what I saw, but it wasn't a lock. He didn't look super comfortable during that interview, but K.J. is kind of a, a shy kid. Maybe I'm wrong, but I, I kind of went back and forth with this. I think he's going to end up at Florida State. I also think L.J. McCray could go anywhere. I have no idea. I don't think anybody knows for sure, but he's committed to Florida, and that's a weird deal there. I want no part of that guess. Florida, Florida State, or Auburn. My Auburn contact thinks they have a great chance, whatever. Um, I haven't heard anything specific on the Florida State end, but we'll see on LJ. Uh, they're probably going to get Amaris Williams at Auburn. He's a big-time defensive lineman, so maybe that helps Florida State with LJ. That's that's another thing to think about. Somebody else takes a spot, then somebody else goes to another school. Finally, with this, there are a lot of rumors about different kids. Somebody put in the chat earlier, Kai Bates. He's a young man that's going to end up allegedly looking at some other schools. Somebody posts, I haven't heard that, but there's always going to be things like that. And I have heard, I will be shocked if Blunt does not flip back to the University of Miami. Now, here's a couple other questions. Carla, Ohio State has elevated Brown to play in the Cotton Bowl. That was broadcast last week. That's true, but he's not proven. Very talented, and you're right. 
But I just like if you're Jeremiah, does do you really care about that? He's not a proven quarterback. Now, if the kid goes out and balls, that's great. But Jeremiah will have already signed, so he doesn't know anything. I I'm curious to see what Jeremiah does and if he comments about it on signing day or there anytime after. Char Norbell and the university need to do whatever they have to to get Ward because with all the talent that's leaving, we need the best quarterback we can get, and we would be much better fit and a better player. I think he would be a tremendous fit in Norvell's scheme. Char is 100% right. Ward is a similar player in some ways to what Jordan Travis was. Doesn't actually take off all that much, but he might do a little bit more. They'd be better coach probably to do so with more parts around him. O-line, tight end, receiver, running back. Florida State's not going to be hurting at most of those spots. Maybe O-line. We'll figure that out. But, yeah, I think he'd be a tremendous fit in Norvell's scheme. K-Jack. Supposedly Cam is done traveling. Only taken in Zoom calls, but DJ said he's got to talk to his family. No business right now. Yeah, I just think they're kind of trying to figure it out. I wonder if the two even talk. You know, why not? It's ironic. They played against each other this year. Would Jeremiah Smith sign with Florida State given the playoff bull berth swipe? I don't think that has anything to do with it, Carla. Jeremiah is looking for development and fit. That's from face-to-face conversation. Like, he just wants to feel comfortable with who he's going to be coached by. Wants to know they have guys around him, and he wants the best chance to make it to the NFL. Ray McCoy. Kim Ward does not practice or protect the ball. DJ has played in Clemson's offense from shotgun and Oregon State, mostly in I formation. We can win doing both. DJ is a better fit for Florida State. You're the first person I've heard say that. I think Kim Ward is a far better fit because they're used to being in shotgun here. Recently, he makes plays with his feet, and he can extend the plays even if you're not running RPO, just my opinion. But I think DJ could do some pretty good things at Florida State as well and also be a guy that, quite honestly, makes it happen for Florida State in a different way with the downfield throws. He's really good at downfield throws. His percentage is actually higher on passes that went 20 yards or more down the, down the field than what Cam Ward's were. That's pretty impressive. Now, Oregon State's got a good scheme. Jonathan Smith can coach. No doubt about it. But that's still an interesting statistic, and it's factual. So I'm curious, that's based on pro football focus, whether or not you agree with all their numbers is another take. But based on their numbers, that's what they have. That is fact. So I think Ward could do pretty well. I just don't know if DJ would be the guy in those really big games. I think that's the separator. I think Ward's mobility would help them more. Talking about Florida State. DJ is also a big body, can't be banged around too much. Yeah, Ray, that's the one thing. DJ is a huge dude. That is a big freaking quarterback. He's like Roethlisberger. That is a big guy. So kind of take that into account. I believe I'm going to wrap it up here. Um, I'm going to come back and do something tomorrow. If anything breaks, I might have another show. We'll see. Um, but at the same time, it's been a lot of fun. Going to have another show probably tomorrow morning. We'll see. Again, I can't predict this stuff. It's it's pretty wild. But uh, please hit that like button. Hit that subscribe Make sure you smash that notification bell and become an everydayer. We truly appreciate everybody that keeps coming in and asking questions. It's a lot of fun. So with that, everybody have a great day and take care.